This is a CBC podcast. Hello, my name is Samuel Lossith Shear, and I live in Saskatoon. I'm in grade 10. I've got a question. What exactly is Regina style pizza? I can taste it, Samuel, but I don't know what makes it so unique. I'm Lisha Gorinsky, host of Good Questions Saskatchewan, a podcast where you tell us what you're wondering and we help you figure it out. A few years ago, we would go pick up my mom from work and on the way back home, we would stop by the mall and they had a Trifon's pizza in there and I really liked it. And it's still probably one of my favorite pizza places. New York style pizza, you picture like one giant greasy slice of pizza with like the stringiest cheese ever. Or like Chicago style pizza. I've definitely heard of that before. Here's my question. Are we just as famous pizza wise? This is one I can't wait to sink my teeth into. Regina pizza is a thing. If you know, you know. And if you don't, let me tickle your taste buds a bit. So think a thick, plump crust. Layers and layers of meat as thick as lasagna. Sometimes there are veggies added to it, often pineapple too, and layers of cheese. The pizza is so thick, we cut it into 4 by 4 inch squares. This is not a typical pizza pie. So do any of us really know how this came to be something we call our own? I live in Saskatoon, but I grew up in Regina, and I did eat this thick, meaty pizza. My family would sometimes order it on Friday nights, and when I was old enough to go to bars, we'd stop at a restaurant that stayed open until 3 a.m. to eat Regina-style pizza. But what makes it a thing? I decide to call up Dan Clapson. Hey, Dan, can you hear me now? Yeah, can okay. you hear me? He has a cookbook simply titled Prairie. He's a food writer for newspapers like The Globe and Mail. He knows food that is uniquely Saskatchewan because he grew up in Saskatoon and comes home to visit often. So is it something you've had in the past? Yes, many times and not specifically, I will say, in Regina regularly, but I have had this kind of pizza a lot. So just how uniquely Regina is this pizza? Why do we claim it as our own? I I honestly don't know. Um, Every city likes to claim that they have something unique, you know, and the Paralyzer is, was allegedly invented in Winnipeg. In the States, I was in Denver, and they actually call it a Colorado Bulldog. So there, uh, that is a Paralyzer, and to them, they've invented it. So, I mean, there's commonalities, of course, in many restaurants and many food items across not just the country, but beyond. So, I mean, it's only natural that certain places would would think that something is original to them. I find that really interesting, though. What does that say about the role food plays in a place or the pride that you feel for a place? I mean, it definitely gives you something to... Yeah, like, like you mentioned, to be proud of, right? You know, in Calgary, all we talk about is the Caesar. Like we're, we're famous for being the birthplace of the Caesar. And, you know, every restaurant menu has it. And and something like this pizza in Regina might be a bit more niche. But I think even reading some of the comparisons where they liken the green peppers and cheese to the Rough Riders colors. I mean, like that's, like, that's fun. You know, as much as I'm saying maybe this pizza exists other places, I like the idea of, of associating it with a team that obviously not just the city, but the province is so proud of. Pizza is a point of pride for us here, absolutely. But here's where it gets a bit confusing. I know I can order this kind of pizza in Saskatoon. You can order it almost anywhere on the prairies, even as far west as Calgary. But is there one place that truly whips up Regina-style pizza? Hey, Alicia. 
Well, look at that. It's our producer, Nicole Huck, who lives in Regina. Did you bring me any pizza? Well, I do not have any pizza for you, but I am serving up a really good story. So there are several places in Regina that are known for Regina-style pizza. But I think if there was an award for the person who is most passionate about Regina-style pizza, it would be really hard to compete with Jim Baton. Pizza is something he thinks about a lot. 24-7, 365. And I squeeze the family right in between all that. <laughs> so you wake up thinking about pizza, you go to sleep thinking about pizza? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. See, that's actually a leftover pizza dough. We make little buns and we give to the customers. So I paid a visit to the place where this magic happens, Tumblers. It used to be in a strip mall in South Regina. Now it's in a big commercial kitchen off Park Street in the old Peg's Kitchen Space. We're, we're mass producing pizzas, uh, anywhere from 250 to 300 pizzas a day. And uh, we have 11 people making pizzas, and there's there's a whole procedure there. You'll see, uh, there's a preparation area where the guy is cut, grinding cheese fresh. That's a big part of what we do too. And it's three different kinds of cheeses. We adjust that uh, mixture during the year when the cows are are getting different feed or, or different milk. Yeah, that's fascinating. Tell me more about that. So you have to that's be a. a Okay. That's a little secret. I don't want to <laughs> dispose that one. but Alicia, uh, yeah. there are secrets that Jim will take to his grave. I mean, CSIS could take lessons from this guy when it comes to protecting his secret recipe. I'll tell you more about some of the lengths he goes to in just a second. But first, I just wanted to have him describe in his own words what Regina pizza is. Like, if an Italian stepped off a plane and ordered a Regina-style pizza, what would they get? They're going to see that we don't make pizza like they do. That's the first thing. Uh, we make a, a, a crust that is nice and fluffy. It's a bread-style dough. Also, we have a thicker uh, pizza sauce, which is uh, made with real tomatoes. So, I've, he- I've heard a little bit about this, this the tomato sauce. Huh. The, the secret. Okay, yeah. and what's your lo- what's your slogan when it comes to tomato sauce? Well, there's a couple of them, but the main one is the sauce is boss. It's actually a registered name because it's been very famous for every Saturday for 44 years I've been making pizza sauce. So what makes the sauce boss? What's the secret? Well, I can't tell you all the secrets, obviously, but I can tell you one thing. It does take one week to make. Um... We mix the dry spices and the and the liquids, and it, it has to sit for one week, and then it turns into a syrup. Then we import um, a, a real tomato from California. We we buy locally, but they can't just do that kind of thing here. But uh, we we bring the tomatoes in from California. It's the best tomato money can buy. Uh, making the sauce is like a religion for me. It's it's just everything has to be the same every time. And you're, you are very careful about protecting that secret, aren't you? A million percent. Behind me, you'll see a vault. That vault there has the spices in it. Not all of them, because I bring some of them from my house. Um, also over here, you see some dry spices. It looks like feta cheese. I have uh, pre-mixed spices. We don't mix them for uh, uh, that far ahead, because the, the flavor will come out of the spice. And so once a week, we make five of those pills, and then we... Um, we mix it, and it takes one week in the cooler to turn into a syrup. And this is a locked safe behind you. Yes, it's locked, and uh, the garbage when the garbage that's accrued by this this production, all the cameras are shut off in the in the facility, and there's nobody allowed. It's all locked down, and then the garbage goes to to an undisclosed area. That's a, that's 
That's incredible. Why are you so protective? Who, what are you afraid of? I'm not afraid of anything, but the passion that I have for my product, I don't want anybody to say, oh yeah, we have the same thing. They don't. I can assure you, nobody does. And uh, I watched, um, you know, I don't want to say too much, but I, I watched other people in the industry not protect their sauce. And if the sauce is not special, what is it? Anybody can do it. Anybody can make it. And uh, so uh, what? What? it's not just... It's the passion. I don't want to, if it, I, I would gladly give it to somebody if they had the passion that I do for making pizza. I give it to them, but they don't. But taking the garbage to an undisclosed location, are you afraid that somebody might go through the garbage and then try to recreate the sauce based on the ingredients? Or like, how does that, what's the actual thinking behind that? It's a little, maybe a little touch of paranoia, but uh, but also it's it it, it is a, it is a reality, uh, you know. It's a reality that espionage in business is like that. But I protected that sauce because it's my baby, and it's our family baby. Now, it's so we've talked about the crust, we've talked about the sauce, but we haven't talked about the meat, which is a definite thing <laughs> that people notice. It's there's like there's a there's a lot of thick meat on Regina style pizzas. Tell me about the meat. Well, the meat is not just meat. The meat is a high quality uh, meat. Uh, quality is everything for me. The, the amount of meat we put on the pizzas is Regina style. Every day I come to work, I just. I almost get on my knees when I come through the doors there and go, thank you, Lord. Let's talk about your customers. What's the most extreme length people have gone to to get your pizzas? Japan. Uh, we shipped them to Japan. We never. He took care of it. I don't know how the logistics went and all that, but it's kind of tricky, you know, going across the border with any kind of protein. And so people hide them in their, like I've, people in their motor homes and they're going to Arizona or wherever. They're hiding the product. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm getting why this is so special. But what does Jim say about the fact that you can kind of get Regina pizza in a lot of places? Well, he'll tell you that his pizzas are now in 110 grocery stores across Western Canada. But he doesn't take credit for Regina-style pizza. He learned from the best. His first job was in 1970, in the basement of Houston Pizza. He was only 14 years old, and he'd skipped out of church to work the very first day that that restaurant opened. He learned from the pizza OGs of Regina, who were all Greek. It was the Kalitsis brothers at Houston's and their cousin Spiro Bonus at Western Pizza who made this style of pizza famous. I stand at attention for them. They are, they are the reason why we have what we have here in Regina. Nobody else. A lot of people try to imitate them and that. Nobody, beats, nobody can beat the Greeks in the pizza business. No one. I'll say this gently. Not the Italians, not anybody can beat them. Them's fighting words, Jim. Well, that that uh, that's that's my experience. Okay, so we're talking about Regina style pizza. We're not talking about Italian style. And Italians like, hey, my hat off them too. Hey, that's a different ball game altogether. So Jim is a humble guy. Hey, he is, but he has an explanation for why you can get this kind of pizza elsewhere. Well, sure, it's 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 just like when you spill water. Hey, eh? it's going to go certain places, and that's what's happened here. Uh, like you know, guys lived here, and then all of a sudden they hey, they got the they got the spirit of how to do that, and they moved to a small town, and sure, sure, it's going to uh, expand. Do they have the passion? Oh, that's questionable too. 
Okay, so Samuel, the person who prompted this whole deep dive into Regina Pizza, he also wanted to know, are we on the map? You know, the way Chicago or New York style pizza is. So I put that question to Dan, the prairie food writer, and he says, well, we probably aren't as famous, but does that even matter? I'm an equal opportunity consumer of pizza. I feel like I, I like it thin crust, I like it thick crust, I like too much cheese, I like not enough cheese. I think there's so much to love about pizza in general that you should really do yourself a service to try every possible type that exists in the world and you'll be all the better for it. As for the future of Regina Pizza? Keep it alive because I'll tell you one thing, it's a treasure. And um, I can tell you right now, by the amount of pizzas that we're selling all across Saskatchewan, it's alive and well. And what does Samuel think about all this now? Do you think Regina Pizza is worth that kind of effort? I'd say so. Definitely some good pizza, good quality pizza. So what are you going to have for supper tonight? Do you want pizza? Want pizza, but I think we're going to have burgers or something. (laughs) Can't have Regina Pizza every day, I guess, hey? No. We appreciate that good question, Samuel. It was fun to get you the answer. So now, what are you wondering about? You can send us your questions and we'll get you an answer. Email goodquestionsask at cbc.ca. That's goodquestion, S-A-S-K, at cbc.ca. And tell a friend about this podcast. Take them out for pizza. You could order from Tumblr's or head to one of the 110 grocery stores that carry Jim's Pizza. There's also Houston's, Western Pizza, Vern's, and probably plenty of other spots that sell a version of Regina-style pizza. And while you eat, you can listen to this podcast. But before we go out for pizza, I just have one more question for Jim. If you had one last meal on Earth, what would that meal be? Well, it'd have to be with my wife. That's the first thing. Um, my wife said pizza again, but you know, like sometimes, sometimes you got to stick with what you know. I'll go. I would go with pizza, pepperoni and pineapple, my favorite. I'm Nicole Huck, and I'm Leisha Grabinski. Stay curious. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.